by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Unexpected Task. Now before we get started, I want to uh, give a quick update on my plant. It's still alive. Look at it, Vaughn. Where, where is it? Right by the windowsill. I can barely see it. Yeah, it, it's alive. It's beautiful. I can't say it's well, but I can say that it's alive. So, what's your secret, Daisy? My secret. Um, my secret is watering it twice a day, which might be pr- killing it in the process. Um, putting it by my windowsill during the day. What about the chakras? And the you in know, that, in the, I in like the, in the growing crystals. Um, where do those come in? <laughs> in your daily routine. Well. Well, Vaughn, um, I do incantations uh, at exactly midnight, just every night. Um, lots of incantations. Perfect. I have several crystals that I um, also like. I put it in the in the plant. In the soil. In the soil, it um, it helps the plant grow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a true plant green thumb person, yes, then yeah. y- you must know that the crystals need the, the oils to work. The, 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 oh, the, 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 okay. Yeah, the fairy oil. <laughs> okay, the fairy oil. See, I I don't, I don't use fairy oil. I, I'm going all organic. You don't use fairy oil? Okay. No. Sorry. You, have, you can't I'm, be on this I'm podcast. Am I blowing your mind right now? Dude, you can't be on this podcast anymore. Okay. Um, other than that, other than the fairy oils and all that, I wanted to show Vaughn this Queen Elizabeth Funko Pop. No. Because Why? it's Why amazing. Why did they make it? Because it has her dog. They better Look be her. Look at this. Yes, it's right. Look how cute it is. I love all the Royal Family Funko Pops. Some of them aren't that good. Like, Kate and Williams are not that good because you wouldn't even know it's them. But look at this, Vaughn. She wore the her green dog. dress. Her dog, Vaughn. Her dog. What's with her dog? If you get the Funko Pop, you get her and her dog. Oh my so god, of course, it's a dog. So actually, this picture, these are the ones I asked for, Vaughn. Diana. For, I asked for Princess Diana and Queen Elizabeth II with her corgi. I want so, Pope yeah. Francis. You want Pope Francis? Pope I, Francis. The problem the is fuck? I don't think there is a Look, Pope Type it in, Francis. type it in. Okay. Pope. Pope. Funko Pop. I'm just gonna go with that. I'll just see what comes up. Yes! No, there isn't. There isn't. It's Funko Pop Asia. It's not even a real Funko. They're off-brand. They're weird. They're weird. But... mm -hmm. Who made this thing? No Pope Francis. No! Somehow, Space Bart Simpson came up. Yeah, so they're... Wait, they have Creed? How did the office come up on this? I don't know. What I like about Funko Pops is that you can type literally anything in, go to images, and then just scroll down and there's going to be Funko Pops. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that if you're into the royal family or England in general, as I am, I have a Union Jack in my room, which appears to have fallen down. I don't Oh, It's on the floor now, but <laughs> that's probably disrespectful. But I have a Union Jack in my room and I have shoes that have Union Jacks on them. So if you're into uh, England like I am, ask for that for Christmas, and then you can be happy because you get a corgi Funko Pop. Wow! A little mini. <coughs> oh my gosh, that was so. <coughs> that was disgusting, Vaughn. That was so gross. I was in the middle of preaching about how cute I mean, the corgi is, and you're uh-huh, popping. Very disgusting. Yep. 
Okay, so let's um imagine not having a Russian flag. Not having a Russian flag. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, the mother country is clearly far superior than Britain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. With no contest. Okay, okay. Can you do a Russian accent, Bon? You go first. With a British accent? Go Russian. I can't, I can't do a Russian accent. Like, Just try. The motherland. Just do it. You know, like, Just try it. Wait, I'm trying to think of, like, the Black Widow. What did they sound like? Give me something to say. Give me a sentence. Okay, so a few days ago, I actually, like, looked up how to do a good Russian accent. Like, <laughs> tips? Like, tips? Okay, um, I just say a sentence. Like, give me a sentence to say. Like, my name is Daisy. Okay, that's your Russian accent? Yes. Your Russian accent. It is, it is terrible. Okay, what are the tips? Um, roll your R's. The e, Russian accent. E instead of I. Um, w instead of V. <laughs> just, just search it up. And no, just, no th- just don't say, use TH. Just say a sentence. Like, uh, the pig is pink and ugly. Say that sentence in your Russian accent. Your pig is pink <laughs> and ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that good? I don't know if that it was, was good. funny. It was funny. I like the um, the Black Widow where the dad. The dad's Russian accent is very funny. Okay, we should probably move on from this. But if you live in Russia and you do indeed have a Russian accent. Uh, do we accent, even have a Russian listener? Maybe. We might. So if you do live in Russia or have a Russian accent. Email Vaughn. Email us, but and tell us how and, bad we did. And tell us how bad Vaughn's was and how bad <laughs> mine was, and t- say whose was better. I think Vaughn's was better, but like your pig is pink and ugly. Your pig is pink and ugly. <laughs> I think Vaughn's is better, but let's let's move on. Okay, so first sentence: Potter Weasley, will you pay attention? That was really bad. I don't really know where to go with that. Like, you're like, Bata, Weasley. <laughs> this is like a man saying a British accent. That sounds like a man. I'm trying to do a British accent, but I don't know how to, how to like, like, Bata, Weasley, will you pay attention? Bata, Weasley, will you pay attention? They were in transfiguration class, and Harry and Ron had been having a sword fight. With a couple of Fred and George's fake wands. See, like, Harry, sometimes... You, you're doing a do... sword fight, you have a wand. A lot of cadaver on him, right in the face. <laughs> sometimes I can do really good British accents, but then sometimes British. I can't. Or maybe I'm just convincing myself that I can do... Fancy a spot of tea, lad. Like, if... <laughs> that was good. Just a little bit more, you know. Okay, a like, little bit more. Like, um... Yeah, so... A bit more. Yeah, so... Uh, I wonder if we went to Britain... If we could go into a store and pretend to have a British accent and they would like believe us. If yeah, that would be kind of funny. That would be fun to try. Ah. McGonagall said that she had something to tell the class. The Yule Ball is coming up for all 14-year-old students, but if they want to invite someone who's younger than 14, they can. Wow, that was loud. Um, okay. So Lavender Party. <laughs> I really, I really butchered that name, did I not? Lavender and Parvati both giggled and looked at Harry, which, like, I think Harry, that would make me really uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like, hey. Hey, Harry. Wink, wink. McGonagall said that dress robes will be worn, and it will be at 8 o'clock on Christmas Day until midnight. 
I feel like I should start earlier. All the dances that I've been to, like, like, I'm trying to think. Like, our homecoming was from 7 to 11. No, it was from, yeah, it was from 7 to 11, but, like, you couldn't come in past 8 and you couldn't leave until 10. Uh Uh-huh. So that's what mine was. I think it's just, I think there should start at 6 until midnight. No one will come. The thing is, a lot of people will show up late, so you want to give them time. The bell rang, and McGonagall asked Harry to stay back. Once everyone was gone, she told Harry that he would be needing a partner, and Harry's, like, appalled. Yeah, McGonagall wants to go with Harry. She might, because he is... Dude, she's (laughs) clearly asking Harry. Why does nobody get this? McGonagall's (laughs) asking Harry if she can go to the ball with him. What's so funny? <laughs> she wants to go to the ball with her student at Harry Potter. I mean, he's he's a han- he's the most handsome in her class. Why would she? She has she has access to to all the guys in the school. No, no. McGonagall is the transfiguration teacher. She's she's got access to all, every guy. That's in the problem. School. That's a problem. Okay, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth. Anyway, Harry is like super appalled that she's telling him that he needs a partner. And she says that she explains that traditionally the champions and their partners would open the ball, which of course they're going to go with tradition and have Harry do that. And Harry is like, I ain't dancing, lady. I, I ain't dancing. <laughs> and his thick Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> I ain't dancing. <laughs> I ain't dancing, professor. <laughs> professor. Gotta believe me. Professor, I ain't dancing. <laughs> Why does this happen? When did it come up? The Brooklyn accent. When did that happen? I don't know. Just like the aggressiveness of Harry in this situation. Like, I, I, I ain't dancing. I ain't dancing, McGonagall. Okay. He calls her by his, her first name. He's like, Minerva, I ain't dancing. Gosh. Also, we are doing hand gestures, by the way. <laughs> you guys, so okay. weird. <laughs> McGonagall said that it's tradition, so yes, he would need to find a partner to dance with. The next week, Harry noticed that almost everyone in the fourth... Um, what? Oh, uh, he noticed that everyone in the fourth year had put their name down to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas, which, like... I'm kind of getting this vibe from him that he doesn't want people to be staying for Christmas. Like, he's all, like, so used to no one, everyone going home for Christmas and him being, like, one of the only ones that stays. He's kind of, like, doesn't want people to stay. Yeah. Which I completely understand. Like, I want Hogwarts all to myself to explore. But then I just get a little lonely, you know? That's true. But he always has Ron. Ron always stays. So Harry got asked... By several girls, um, including a second, third, and fifth year, and he wondered if anyone would ask him if he was Miss School Champion. Why doesn't he accept? For... I don't know. Because I... <laughs> he wants to go Cho, and so he's just saying no to everyone else. Also, the fifth year, it says is a, a foot taller than him. So dancing with her would not yeah. would not be good. Um, but he d- he wants to go Cho, so he's kind of just like not saying yes to anyone. I think in reality, Harry doesn't want to go with anyone. But he has to, so he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll ask Cho. Also, it's like, why are these people, I'm guessing these people have never met Harry. 
Probably. Like, why do they think he'll say yes? They, they don't, don't understand. He's they don't know him person. at all. I'm just kidding. He's not a terrible person. But Harry's um, in fact a terrible person. He should go with every single one of those girls. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that the second year and the third year can't even go unless they get someone older than them to ask. Yeah. Them. It's but like, like why would the second year even think that he yeah, would say I yes? I I wonder if that happens for like prom. If like, cause you can't go to prom unless you're a junior or a senior. So yeah. I wonder if freshmen will go and like ask a junior or a senior. Oh, but well, then people would just do that, that to seek their friends in. What do you mean? People would just do that just get their friends in then. Yeah, the prom. Like say, no, like all you have to do like, is even give your if, friends some money if, and they'll buy the ticket. But for I mean, you. like even if they weren't dating, then you could just sneak your friends in with that. Yeah, I'm sure people do. Um. But I want I, I you probably couldn't for the yule ball though, because uh-huh. you it like you have to go with a date type thing rather than yule ball is more like that. Um, also like I wasn't even thinking that they were all asking because he was a school champion like that probably that makes sense too. But I thought that it was because he's the chosen one. That's I what mean, I was saying. We don't know that he's the chosen one yet. The the prophecy isn't isn't revealed until five. Oh, well, okay, but not the chosen one. Then just like, oh, he survived Voldemort. He's thing. so famous. He's so hot. Harry's yeah. on the Quidditch team, and he's a champion. And yeah, that's what all the girls are thinking. Just every single person at that school. So Hagrid told Harry that at his interview with Rita, she was only really interested in talking about Harry. And this is at his next lesson, to be clear. This isn't just, like, randomly. If I were Hagrid, I would just, like, set up traps with, like, like like, like bear like, like if bear? I, I, Hagrid I'm sure is would find out that she was an animagus because the what he deals in yeah if I were him I'd put an, like put some like some sort of animal down that's friendly to people but eats beetles ah okay here's what I would do I would set up bear traps in my yard <laughs> so that if Rita came anywhere near the premises. <laughs> That sounds really dark. How I'm did she get dark, it? How? Okay. Would she not see the bear traps? She doesn't see them. <laughs> she doesn't see the bear traps. Because it's the dead of night, Vaughn. And she's trying night. to spy on Hagrid. She, she is a beetle animagus. Okay. She can get over the bear traps. She can just fly over. <laughs> but if she decides to be in her human form and just walks around. And then just totally gets caught in one. <laughs> Double egg. That's really dark. That's really dark. Okay. So, um, Ron asked if Hagrid would be coming to the ball. Hagrid said that he might look in and asked who Harry was taking. Harry said no one yet, and, um, he said, we're fast-forwarding a little bit, the last week of term was very chaotic, and no one could focus on their lessons. Flitwick gave up trying to teach and let the students play games while he talked to Harry about his perfect summoning charm. None of the other teachers were so nice, and Ron said that Snape was evil for making them study for a test that would be on the last day of term. I don't think Ron understands that that's just how life works. Like, it's the last day of the semester, there's going to be finals. In the common room, Hermione told Harry that he should be working on deciphering the egg. Harry said that he had until February 24th, and Ron told Hermione to give Harry a break. George asked if he could borrow Pigwidgeon. Ron asked why. Fred said that George wanted to ask him to the yellow ball, which is like, I that's a good joke on Fred's, yeah. Fred's part. Like, that was good. 
and George said that they wanted to send a letter. He asked if any of them had dates for the Yo-Ball yet. They said no and asked who Fred was going with, and he said Angelina. I love in the movie where he just throws a piece of paper at her, yeah, and, it's like, and he's all like, you, So me? I didn't, I didn't, clean, I, I didn't um, put this in the notes, but, like, um, and, and, like, Ron's like, you and Angelina? And then he's like, oh, I haven't gotten around to it. Then he, go, then he says, oh, yeah, Angelina. And then he's like, you want to go to the dance with me? And she's like, sure. <laughs> and then that's it. Really? Yeah. Why did you cut that out of the I don't know. <laughs> Harry and Ron decided to leave to find a school owl, and Ron said that they needed to get a move on so they wouldn't have get a date with the trolls. And, and Hermione <laughs> got so offended by this. And she's like, um and she's and she and she's like, What about Elise Midgen? Or whatever. I don't know what their name is. Eloise Midgen. Yeah, Eloise Midgen. Um and, and she's like She's nice, but she's not completely pretty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they have an argument over that. Um, Hogwarts this year had clearly been trying to impress the other schools with the eye- with uh, banisters with eye schools, like, dripping down from them. That's cool. But, like, isn't- that's dangerous. Imagine if they drop. Like, they they can fall, in. and then there's, like, I don't straight through the school. Okay. Um, Hogwarts, um... They uh they had completely decorated trees and suits of armor that sang carols, but only knew half the words. That's actually really cool. Imagine like walking through and you just hear like, oh, "I'm dreaming of." Yeah, imagine half the words gone. And and uh, okay. he is, in, is inside one of the armor stands, inserting the the blank spots with inappropriate words. Oh okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel so sad that we're hitting the Yule Ball before actual Christmas time because. Even though there's Christmas music on the radio, it doesn't really feel like Christmas yet. Yeah. Not until we decorate our house, at least. But I'm literally so excited for Christmas. It's going to be so much fun. I already know it. You guys know it, too. It's going to be fun. Ron and Harry agreed to come back with dates before they came... What are you doing? I, I accidentally went down. Hold on. You're, you're, you're moving mighty slow. Okay, <laughs> Harry, Ron and Harry agreed, agreed to come back with dates before they came back to the common room later that night. Harry managed to find show when she was leaving DADA, and because she always had a bunch of friends following, he asked if he could have a word with her. If that is the most awkward thing on planet Earth. Yeah, and it's like the entire time is like the, her friends are giggling. It's so and, 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 annoying. And in the book, Harry thinks giggling should be made illegal. <laughs> <laughs> he led her away and asked if she wanted to go to the ball with him, but she said she someone already asked her, and then it's like awkward. Uh. He asked who she was going with and said, she said, Cedric Diggory. Oh, I feel so sad for yeah. him. What is that? <laughs> I planned on doing spelling che- spell check on when I finished my notes and there's just like a, <laughs> a bunch of misspelled words. Okay, just <laughs> Okay, just, just go going. spell check while I'm doing this. No. Yes, Harry head back to the common room where Ron sat in the corner with Ginny speaking to him softly. Jenny said that he asked Flora to go to the dance with him in front of everyone, and she looked at him like he was a slug and didn't answer. <laughs> what do you do? Tormed? Why, why didn't you just click the... <laughs> okay, just go, just go. Okay. Um, Harry told Ron that show turned him down, and Ginny's smile faded. Foreshadowing! Oh. Wait, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. I don't get yeah. it. This is a spoiler for literally, like, the ver- like six or seven or whatever. Uh, so spoiler warning. So please Why fast forward this part if you don't. Fade? So fast forward this part if you guys don't okay, know. Okay, but she would start smiling if it's why no, you... she likes Harry. Yeah, why would her smile fade? That because sh- he asked Cho. Oh. Okay, Ron said that Neville asked. Okay, there's another part. 
Ron said that Neville asked Hermione, but she said she already had a date. Ron doubted that and thought she didn't want to go with Neville. Hermione entered, and Ron asked if she would go with him, but Hermione already had a date. That's probably so awkward to have to tell someone that you're already, like, I already have a date, I'm sorry. Ron said that she was lying, but she denied it and stormed off. Ginny said that she was telling the truth, but Ginny wouldn't tell who because it was Hermione's business. Ginny's a good friend because any, literally anyone else would just tell you. Wait, what was like what was the other foreshadowing thing with Ginny? Oh, um, okay. So <laughs> it's uh Oh, I don't know why I put didn't put this in my notes. Ginny is actually going with Neville. Yeah. And then when uh, and then um and then Ron suggests then Ron suggests Harry would go with Ginny. Okay. And then Ginny and then Ginny started uh, started looking sad. Because she knew like, no? she could have she could have she could have gone with Harry. Yeah. You know, instead of Neville. Oh. Um, Harry saw and and Lavender enter and asked if she would go with him. And she knew any, and if she knew anyone who could go with Ron. She said she would ask her sister Padma. Um, and he went back over, last sentence, and he went back over to Ron, feeling that this ball was a lot more trouble than it was worth, and hoping very much that Padma, Padma Patel's nose was dead center. And just... Some context, uh, Eloise Midgen has an off-center nose. Okay, so now we're going to go on to reviews. I actually really liked that chapter. I Like, it was so good. I don't know. That was a good one. Okay. At around one hour and six, six minutes in the dining hall, when Ron unwraps the box with its awful dress robes and bonnet, the position of the wrapping box, etc., differs between shots. At around one hour and nine minutes, when spying on Neville practicing for the ball, Harry and Ron's hair are significantly shorter than in the following scene. At around 1 hour and 11 minutes, when Fred asks Ron who he's going to with to the dance, when you see the letter being passed to Ron, it has four lines of writing at the top of the page. But when Ron reads it, it has only three lines in the center of the page. You can also see that the writing is very different in both shots. Exposed, JK. Exposed. Okay, so, um, let's move on to our Hogsmeade Journal. I love magic. Alright, we're back, bros. Okay, we're back. Um, so, today for Hogsmeade Journal, we, we really don't have anything. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest here. There wasn't really any news this past week. But, that's unimportant, because we got a pretty dang good analysis right Dang now. darn good analysis. And I'm good we found I found this article because I did not know what we were going to talk about. So, um um so today as of recording is the day that it is the 20th anniversary that Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone what? film came out. You wrote I- yo guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me just re say that because I said it really awkwardly. So Yo guys! So yo today, guys! Today's the 20th anniversary of the day that Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone came out. Yeah, like celebrate. Vaughn did it better than I did. Uh, yo guys! Okay, so um, USA Today, in honor of it, came out with an article in which they ranked the 10 Wizarding World movies. So what we are going to do is we're going to go over that article and give our thoughts on the order that they ranked the movies into. We're also going to be talking about the first movie and our thoughts on that film. Now, Vaughn, here's what we're doing. We are doing this, we're, we're going to help them re-rank these movies, but in order of 
book to movie accuracy. Like actually how enjoy- Why? Why don't why shouldn't we like do Like in it? order of actually no, we're gonna do it on in order of in like actually how enjoyable the movie is. Okay, enjoyable. Okay, how good the movie is. How yes. good the Enjoyability. Alright. All right. Because there are different ways to rank this. It could be like how from a critic standpoint, how good was this movie? Uh uh-huh. but we're now we're doing it from uh from uh, enjoyability. So number ten, they have as Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Why do we think they put this here? And do we agree or do we not agree? You go ahead. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Don't read this. It's just like a bore to get through. Honestly, it is. Like, what do you think are the worst aspects of it? The worst aspects of it? Well, um... Well, I think not a lot of action. It's just kind of boring and the lighting sucks. Definitely, the lighting is so bad. Like, the only scene where I can definitely say the lighting doesn't suck is the scene they have a picture of. When they're, when Ron does the eat slugs thing. The lighting isn't terrible. But when they're in the castle, the lighting is like, what am I even looking it's at It's right literally, now? they're probably, I'm guessing, it's like, it looks like they only use the torches on the Hogwarts walls. Yeah. That was their lighting. Or their lighting was like someone took their iPhone out. They're like iPhone generation one. Yeah. Turned the flashlight on and just that was the lighting. That was lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this movie just isn't fun to watch. Like I definitely want to watch it if I do a if I do a rewatch. It's marathon. just like grueling to get through. It's like you wish you could just skip it. Yeah, because it's like so long to actually get some good plot. Because what happens is when we do movie rewatch marathons, what what normally happens is. I'll wake up the earliest, and I'll watch Philosopher's Stone, either just me or me and our mom, right? And she'll come in, like, halfway through. And then, for the next film, everyone's out, almost. Like, you know, Chamber of Secrets. And that's the one where everyone's kind of tired halfway. And then, and then we start picking it up through the day. And Deathly Hallows Part 2 is, like, everyone's hyped You've never one. done a marathon now, starting in the morning until the end of the day. Okay, yeah, we've no- normally we split it into two days, right? Yeah. Okay, so now they have number nine as Fantastic Beasts in order to find them, the crimes of Grindelwald. I've got a lot of problems with this. Okay, go on. Tell me your problems, please. This is a beautiful movie. <laughs> it's, it's a great movie. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, so, like, Grindelwald does a, uh, sorry, Johnny Depp does a great job as Grindelwald in the movie, um, it's just really interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know there's some aspects that are, you know, just, I don't like, like, the, like, the Corvus, the Stranger, whatever, that, that, that whole, That's confusing. that whole plotline was confusing, but I understand it now, um, it was a bit of a bore to get through, then there's, like, this whole thing where this guy is trying to kill one of them, like for, for an unbreakable curse or whatever yeah there's just like a lot of side plot like like main story plot is just like confusing but like eventually you get it and then you still it's still a pretty good movie for sure but now I that, I, that but if you rewatch it it's pretty good it, you understand it all it's great i agree with you with some of the bad parts definitely the corvus part is not fun to watch um I don't really like Tina. I've never liked her character really at all. Tina Goldstein? I just, yeah. You love her character. No, I like about? Queenie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Wrong I person. don't like Tina. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. Like Tina I either. don't understand why people like her. I 
I just don't find her interesting. I feel like her entire development is, wow, I really want to be an Auror, and I'm suppressing my feelings for Newt. That's basically her entire character development. She basically doesn't develop, which is why I don't like her. I like Queenie because she has this, like, internal thing going on where it's like, do I go with Grindelwald? Do I stay with, you know, my friends? And it was cool that they featured um, Nicholas Hormel. That was was cool. And I really like Lita. Alita's great. I love Dumbledore. I just love a lot of different yeah, aspects and of this movie. And Crimes of Grindelwald also had this really great scene um, with the blue dragon. Like, the, the fire. Is that the dragon, the end? The, yeah, the blue dragon made out of fire. It was, yeah. That was amazing. Definitely my favorite part of that movie is when Dumbledore is in the... Or Vold- Grindelwald is in like the amp- yeah. amphitheater and he's giving the speech and you're, like, you're getting goosebumps because he's so good at talking. I don't know. I just love this movie and I don't understand why... This is on, you know, number nine. It shouldn't be. Okay, number eight is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Okay, I can... I um, highly disagree with this one. Yeah, I disagree with it, too. It shouldn't be at eight. It should be higher than eight. It should be, like, five at least. Yeah. Why do you think it's so low? I don't know. Like, so weird. Okay, so what do we not and what do we like about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire movie? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Okay, obviously um, that. Um, I feel like this this movie is more like you know that you're working towards something the entire movie. Yeah, it's not like the other films, but it's like also interesting. Like if you say you've never seen the like read the books before, yeah, it's still like a super interesting like plot that you want to read exactly. or watch. And it's like with the with the task with the other with the other books, what tends to happen. Other than in Goblet of Fire and probably Deathly Hallows, the common thing is what happens is we're going through their school year. And just at the end of the school year, it's kind of amounting towards this big final battle with Harry and someone else. Typically Voldemort. But in Goblet of Fire, you know it's building towards the final task. Because yeah. we're trying to find out who's going to win. And so, I don't... I don't know. I feel I like Goblet of Fire movie a lot. I love the characters. I don't really understand why it's number eight. Okay, let's move on. Number seven is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Got more problems. Okay, go ahead. Why Why do you have problems? This should be number one. You think it should be number one? Wait, three. I definitely think it should make it onto the top three. Yeah, top three. It should be either three or two. Yeah. I don't know which the best one is. The best one is uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Okay, so why do you think that this one is good, and, like, what what makes it good, what makes it bad? Uh, what makes it good is, it's just, Nude's Commander's an interesting character. Oh, for sure. It's, like, such a cool, it's, like, a new character, like, that's pretty much never before seen in the franchise, that you get, you know, that you get to see, except for Neville, but, Mm -hmm. like, he's a lot better than Owl. Yeah, Um, yeah. I I really like how they introduced a muggle into, like, the, the main plot. The, mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Um, it's set in uh, the Roaring Twenties. Pre- yeah. So what I think that I like about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is, like Vaughn said, lots of new characters. But also, I feel like Fantastic Beasts just introduces these very like real storylines. Like it feels like everything that they do carries so much more weight. Like I love the darker things too, where it's like. Where it's like, um, Credence is at this orphanage with this lady who literally hates magic and everything. 
And then when she's giving all these speeches and credence, yeah, there's like two main storylines happening. There's like two main stories happening. There's credence and there's Grindelwald. And Grindelwald isn't just your generic "I'm gonna kill everybody" villain or "I'm a yeah. power villain." It's, it's not like, like Voldemort at all. It's like I just I want power, but I he want, has like he's charismatic. He, wants, he has reasons. He wants power for the entire Wizarding world. He he doesn't want power just for himself. He wants it for the whole Wizarding world, and he just wants. The muggles to be the ones that he doesn't want to, he doesn't want his fellow wizards to be suppressed. Yeah, it, it's it, but it's like he has a lot. Is you know, it just brings a lot more depth to the series. Exactly. I definitely I think that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a great movie. It should be in the top three. And it just brings like a whole cast of unique characters. I love. That, yeah. I love the part where they go to the like. I think it's like a speakeasy, and they're all wearing. They all have to change outside the door. And then and you talk to that goblin. Yeah, that part's great. I love the part where um, where they're doing the election dinner, and then the creeds come the obscurus. obscurus comes in and rips up the poster and kills that one guy. That part is so cool. Like there are just so many aspects of this film that I really like, and our mom really likes this movie too. She likes the nipplers. Okay, now number six is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which I again don't agree with. I don't, I don't agree with. It should be, it should be uh, like, it should be like. I feel like, like it lower. should be three. It should be lower on the what? list. What? Okay, go what? on. Why do you think it should be lower? It's a bore. It's boring. Um, you know. Okay. I mean, it's just like I hate the wizard caps. The wizard caps. Yeah, the wizard hats that they wear. Oh, the wizard hats. It was just, just that. It's just like I don't like it. I'm just saying it's not. As I good. think that the reason that we don't like it is because we've watched all the other ones, and it's like there's not as much action in this as there is just, in no, Deathly Hallows I mean, Part this Two. This one is just. I'm gonna say it's a lot better than. Sorry, it's a lot worse than the others. I don't know. I think that this one is very nostalgic, and I think that's probably why I like it better. It's probably. I think for me, it should be in four, but yeah. Mm. Okay, number five is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. I can agree with this. I can agree with that. I like Deathly Hallows Part 1. I like the wedding. I like them, like, escaping into London. The lighting needs to be turned up a notch, I think. Because, like, I can almost see nothing. Mm -hmm. But it's not as bad as Part 2. Or Chamber of Secrets, I mean. It's not as bad as Chamber of Secrets. But there's not much to say about this one. Yeah. All I can say is really, it's good. That's so, you know. Okay. Four is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. All right. The, yeah, this is good. I've said before that I think this one might be my favorite movie. I've probably changed my opinion at this point, but I definitely think that this movie is good. I like it when I get to this point in our rewatches, when we rewatch yeah. it, because... I don't know. I like Slughorn. I like I just everything about it. I like Draco's development. I like the whole thing with the Death Eaters getting the Hogwarts. I think Fenrir Greyback is terrifying, and that's why I like his character a lot. I think mm. Dumbledore is really cool in this one. We find out a lot about Dumbledore and about a lot of his motives, I think. Yeah. So what do you think? Why do you think they put it out four and not one? What isn't good about this movie? I just don't think it's as good as others, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, definitely. It should be top three, though, in my opinion. Yeah, me too. Okay, number three is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, It should be higher up. It's, this is my number one. You think this is your number one? Why? Yes. 
there's a lot of action. It's pretty interesting. Um, like I, I the, the scenes like are great with like all the spells like in like the the massive dome or whatever. Oh yeah, they gave like a lot that of really great. cool special effects. Um, it's it's awesome. I love it. Okay, I I, there's you. nothing more to say. There's not yeah. There's not a lot to say. It's just it's a pretty good movie. I I might take issue with the fact that there. It's almost all action and almost no rest time. There, is, there for- is rest time with the Aberforth thing. Something that I forgot to bring up for with part one is that I like... Something that I really like about part one is that it's kind of slow. That's what I do like about it. I like the time where it's just Harry and Hermione and Ron traveling. Or it's just Harry and Hermione traveling. I like the part where Harry and Hermione are like Dance. dancing in the tent. I don't know why people take such issue with that scene. I don't think that you have to love someone to just like yeah, dance they're just to friends. a song. They're just, they're just having fun, you know, because it's they're kind of depressed. And I told my friend before I got to read Deathly Hallows, like I was on six and I was like, I'm not looking forward to Hermione being depressed yeah, the entire like, book. Hashtag hurry. Yeah, but um, it, Hermione Harry. Yeah. But it gets it, you know, I like it. I like both of them, but I think one is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, the second one is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. What do you think about this movie? I mean, it's definitely top five, but not my top three. Not at all. Yeah, why? Why? Uh, okay, it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. Great with the DADA and the Quisitorial Squad, um, in the Umbridge Hole Umbridge thing. I, I love that. Um, but I just don't think it's as good as others. Um, yeah, I don't think the movie's that good. I definitely like the book, like, a thousand times better. The lighting is, like, weirdly, like, blue most of the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but it is. Probably because of the Department of Mysteries thing. It, like, for some reason, is all blue. I love Umbridge. Like, I don't, like, I love to hate Umbridge. That type. I think she's a really good character. Yeah, it's like, Yeah. Definitely like the Inquisitorial Squad. It's probably like the Dumbledore's most hateable army. character ever. Dumbledore's army is so cool. I love Dumbledore's army. It's so fun and cool. And yeah. Wait, Wait. no. This can't be number one. I know. I know. I know, Vaughn. I know. Number one is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So, uh, clearly as Vaughn has feelings about this. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go? It's nowhere near as good as others. Lighting, not that great. Um, also, the Lupin thing where he turns into a werewolf? Why is he so scrawny? That looks so weird. Uh, probably because he's underfed. That um, that looks weird. Peter Pettigrew, the, the, when he turns into the mouse, kind of weird. Yeah. I don't really like that. just like not that great a movie i i don't know what else to say yeah when we were watching this one so we could do our movie book comparison we were both kind of like is it over yet you know like we were so tired because it's a very slow movie until the end if we're being honest it's very there's no action until the very end i love gary oldman i love remus lupin or sorry i should say serious black so you guys know who i'm talking about i love serious black i love remus lupin um, I like how Snape, like, protects the trio at the end, but I don't know. There's, I just really, I don't know. I don't think that it deserves number one. 
I think that probably Deathly Hallows, either one of the Deathly Hallows probably deserves, deserves one, or Fantastic Beasts, maybe. So, yeah, there we have it. Those are, that's, that's, that's our current ranking. We're probably going to do an episode where we individually rank all of the Harry Potter movies, but this is not it. This is just kind of reacting. Okay. Really quickly, let's talk about the Philosopher's Stones because it is the film's anniversary. So, do you remember the first time you watched Philosopher's Stone, Vaughn? No. As for me, all I remember is that sometimes you would watch the movies, Vaughn, and I'd be like, oh, these suck. Like, what, you know, why are you watching this? Let's watch something good. And then I, you know, read the books and I realized that Philosopher's Stone actually is a really good movie and I really like that movie. And then the book is very good, too. I've read probably the first Harry Potter book countless times. It's a very good book. Um, and just think that it's cool that it's going to hit its 20th anniversary and people are still kind of obsessed with Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying, Vaughn? Yes. Are you obsessed with Harry Potter? <laughs> Not as much as you. Not as much as me. Wait, Harry are. Potter is a person or... Harry Potter's the a person or the franchise. The franchise. Uh, the franchise. I'm obsessed with the franchise team, not just Harry Potter. One time I had a picture frame and I was Daisy's like, has got oh. a lot of friends obsessed with uh, Harry Potter. No, I don't. Or Jacob Malfoy, uh, should I say. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Okay. Um. Anyway. I, yeah. So I think that it's really cool that it's hit 20 years and Harry Potter still has millions of fans and we all still kind of love him. And... Yeah, so I think that's really it for today. Okay, guys, you can email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode. You can leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts, and we would really appreciate it. Um, it, it, it would help us, you know, help other kids find our podcast. <laughs> and we would really appreciate it from you guys. And I want to let you know that next week's episode is going to be really fun and cool. So make sure you just stay tuned for that because I have a really good plan for that one. And what else? I think that's it. Oh, check out our website, InsideHogwarts.com. I need to update it. It hasn't been updated in a couple weeks, but I'm going to. I promise. I promise. I promise. So I think that's it. Hold on. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.